Good afternoon, and thanks so much for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. I'm Kimberly Shirk. I'm joined by my co-moderator, Kyle Bruce, and of course, authors Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. They are our experts on management techniques, the research behind them, and why effectively implementing them can really make a difference in your organization. Today's show is a bit monumental for all of us in that we're discussing the last chapter, chapter 79 of the book, Managing to Make a Difference, entitled Express Your Gratitude. And I have to tell you, I'm a little bit uh, excited and uh, nostalgic about this last episode that we've got going, um, but I'm really excited that we end on Express Your Gratitude. And my guess is, Larry and Kim, you specifically ended the book that way as well. Larry, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you chose the last chapter in this book to be Express Your Gratitude? Well, when when Kim and I were you know, sort of mapping out uh, what the chapters were going to be and so forth and what the progression was going to be, uh, given that we started the book, with a chapter about the crucial importance of relationships, uh, that there's kind of a bookend here uh, that we we decided to finish the book. Of course, the last section of the book is on developing oneself, and uh, part of that is expressing this gratitude. So we, we decided the bookend, uh, the beginning and the end, I'm going to focus on relationships and finish up with helping people think about uh, some of the most important relationships they've experienced in their life. One of the most exciting things I love about this book is that in every chapter or virtually every chapter that you have a lesson and then an experiment um, so that managers can walk away with um, something tactical to put into place right away. And the experiment in this particular chapter is one that we at Talent Plus here are pretty familiar with. Um, it's an exercise called Life Sport of Directors. And I wondered, Larry, if you could walk us through a little bit of that experiment, um, just high level. Um, what that experiment looks like for the management teams that are listening to us today. Okay. Experiments usually start out by trying to answer a question. And this experiment is aimed at answering the following question. How do you make a significant, profound, and lasting positive influence on the lives of the people you care about? I mean, that's got to be one of the most important questions anyone can ask during their lifetime. So that's what it sets out to do. And the way it does it is very straightforward. It asks uh, the reader to think about people in his or her life who have made that kind of an impact on them and what it was they did in order to make that impact. So that's very much, uh, as you say, a high-level overview of what this, what the experiment in this chapter is all about. If you do it right, you're going to think about some people who maybe you haven't thought about in a while, who played a very important role in your life. Because when you do this experiment, you're going to find that the number of people who fit the description is just not a big number in the course of anyone's life. And it doesn't really matter how old you are. Uh, in the course of a lifetime, there aren't that many people who make such a profound influence on your life. 
Larry, I know you've um, done this experiment and this exercise with groups for many, many years, and I know that you find that um, some of the results that come back, some of the feedback that you get back is pretty consistent. Can you talk a little bit about when they walk through this exercise, what you see in that um, that comes back that's really positive reinforcement, knowing that management teams could put this into place and really get some great, um, great results from this? Well, the first thing I see as I said, as I've mentioned here, is that, first of all, you don't have very many people who fit into this category. And so that, that, that's number one. And number two, one of the things I see, and I've been doing, I've done this with thousands of people all over the globe. And as a matter of fact, I did it just this morning with a group of about 75 people. And almost never do I see somebody saying, this person helped me fix my weaknesses, or this person really criticized me. That's what I made such a profound effect on me. What I hear is things like caring and support and believed in me and accepted me for who I was and gave me an opportunity and, you know, may have pushed me. I hear those kinds of things. And, and the insight is that, uh, is, is that what you're doing for the people you really care about, the people you really want to have a big impact on. So, and I see that uh, when people think about the individuals who have had this impact in their life, a lot of them are the, the person they're thinking about is, is, is or was their boss, their supervisor, etc. cetera. Uh, managers, leaders, supervisors, have a great platform. They spend hours and hours a day with uh, people, and that gives them that that exposure gives them a great opportunity to make a difference in those people's lives. I know we built this podcast episode around sharing some stories of gratitude from our personal perspective, and we're excited to have another guest join us later in this segment, or in the third segment. But Larry, would you kick us off? Uh, I know you've done this exercise, but when you think about who in your life you really wanted to express your gratitude to, can you share a story, a personal story about who that might be and how they impacted your life? Yeah, sure. And uh, the three of you on this broadcast with me uh, have heard me talk about several people, but I'm going to talk about somebody I haven't talked about. Uh, and before we get off of here, I'm going to talk about Kim Turnage, who has made uh, a huge impact on my life. But I'm going to start by talking about a guy named Phil Lombardi. Uh, Phil Lombardi was the vice president of human resources for Hyatt Hotels, at a time when I was making a career change from practicing law in Washington, D.C., to wanting to get into the hotel industry, but not wanting to be in the general counsel's office. I wanted to be somewhere in, in operations, and I was having a devil of a time trying to find anybody who was willing to see me in any role outside of being in a lawyer in their company. And, and uh, Phil Lombardi was willing to give me an opportunity uh, in human resources, even though I had absolutely no training in human resources or personnel work or anything related, zero training. He was willing to give me an opportunity 
to get into human resources because uh, he saw something in me. He saw some potential, and uh, he was willing to bet on it. And uh, uh, that opportunity literally changed my life. It gave me a whole new career direction uh, that I have followed. And we're talking about since approximately 1978 that I have uh, got that I started on that path. And it has led me to this podcast today. And I never regretted it. And I will tell you what I do regret, however. Phil Lombardi died, and I never did thank him properly for being willing to take a risk on me, to be willing to open that door for me and change my life. And so uh, as we as we get into the final part of our podcast today, uh, that's going to be important is 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 the fact that, frankly, in this case, I did not uh, share share my gratitude with him. It may be one of the reasons you're so you so powerfully deliver this exercise in my mind is that um, you recognize that you wish you had had that opportunity and you're able to impart that to other people. Having been a part of that uh, seminar several times, I know how powerful it is. So, um, Kim, Kyle, when you think about um, being a participant in this exercise, and we'll, we just have a little bit of time before our break, but um, when you think about being a participant, because I know both of you have experienced this, what do you walk away with? Kim, do you want to go ahead? Sure. I, I think that I had the opportunity to be exposed to these ideas um, when I was pretty young. You know, I was in my late 20s. And for me, it was a wake-up call. It, it helped me realize that my success was not my own. Um, my success is the product of all of the investments that people have made in me over the years. And so I feel extremely grateful um, that I have had a longer time in my life to pay attention to saying thank you to those people. Um, I am older now, and I am in a position where some of those people who are on my life's board of directors are no longer with us. And I know that I've been able to say thank you. And I'm incredibly grateful for that um, to Larry um, because he's the person I learned these kinds of things from um, and who has reinforced them for me over the years. And I'm so appreciative that I've been able to express my gratitude to those people before I didn't have a chance. Well, and, and Kim, you know, you think about you were exposed to it in your late 20s. I was exposed to this in my early 20s, and I was still in college, actually, when I first did this uh, exercise and uh, thought, you know, I was in a bunch of leadership development classes, and I was leading some organizations on campus, and um, and I thought it was fascinating because as, especially as young people, and, you know, even older individuals, you know, we don't think about um, – a, who are grateful in our life. You, we have all these other things going on, the the urgent things in our life and the, the things that are right in front of us. But to stop, to sit down and say, gosh, who's who am I really thankful for in my life? You might do it around, say, Thanksgiving or if somebody 
you know, does something in a seminar and says, hey, who are you thankful in your life? Otherwise, you don't stop and think about those things very often. Um, and I actually did this exercise with a group of, you know, 20 year old men uh, in a fraternity. And it was one of those things where you just you get people to stop and think and and and, and it's really impactful and um, and powerful. And, and when a, you know, when young men do that, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's profound because we're not used to ha- expressing our feelings necessarily. And so it was really interesting to take a lot of, when I first was exposed to this, a lot of young men through this process, but, uh, Kim is telling me that we're coming up against a break. So we'll come back to this conversation, uh, shortly after the break, Kim. Yeah, this, it's been a great kickoff here, um, expressing your gratitude and we'll get into a few more stories where we actually want to share some of those stories with you, but we're going to take a quick break. I do want to remind you that managetomakeadifference.com is the website that you can go to and you can actually find this experiment and supporting documents there. So if it's something that you are interested in, pick up a copy of the book, read through that experiment and you can find those supporting documents there at managetomakeadifference.com. You can obviously also go there to find ways to purchase this book for your company and your team. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Managing to Make a Difference. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info 
at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We have been talking about expressing your gratitude. This is the last chapter of the book, Managing to Make a Difference. It's um, apropos that we're expressing gratitude as we wrap up this podcast series even. And um, we've been talking a little bit about the people that have impacted our lives. And Larry started off with sharing a great story in the last segment about Phil Lombardi um, one of his mentors and bosses from an earlier time in his life. And uh, Larry, I know that you wanted to continue and share a few other stories about gratitude. Um, and I wondered if you'd want to do that now. Well, certainly. I, uh, Given that this is the final episode in our podcast about the book, uh, I cannot uh, get out of this podcast without expressing my profound gratitude uh, to Kim Turnage for being my partner in this book, which has served as a major form of self-actualization for me and being such uh, a wonderful partner. Uh, the main, one of the main benefits that I uh, have have been blessed with as a result of uh, writing this book is that I developed a relationship uh, with Kim Turnage, who is uh, smart and good and kind and a beautiful writer and a caring partner. Uh, and uh, the, the book, I've said to more than one person, and I'm pleased to say I've said this to Kim before, uh, the book was good at some point, but her involvement in this book really took the book, in my opinion, from good to great. Uh, and uh, I, I, uh, I really don't have words to express how grateful I am for uh, your contributions to me uh, in the course of writing this book together. Larry, thank you. And it's, it's, it's humbling to hear you say that because, um, you know, as I, as I think about, as I think about that life's board of directors, I've had a long time to have that in my head. Um, as I said in the last segment and, um, you're one of the newest people around my table. Um, and, I have such gratitude that you trusted me with this because this was, as you say, this was a personal thing for you. It was an, a self-actualization thing, and that is extremely personal, and that you trusted me to be your partner on it is one of the greatest gifts that I've received in my life. Um, 
and you are a person who, for me, is someone who has helped me see myself more clearly. Um, you've helped me overcome my anxiety about being on a radio show. <laughs> um, at every turn, you have encouraged me. Um, you are a person who always tells me the truth and who I know cares about me unconditionally. And, and those are the kinds of qualities that are required in the people who sit at my life's board of directors. And I appreciate that you are one of those people in my life. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think that um, even for us that are just listening to this, it's so powerful to hear because we know that the genesis of this book was to really make a significant difference and to hear that the two authors that spent so many hours, untold hours, pulling this together just have such a deep gratitude to one another is just really encouraging. And I think that's the message we want for our audience. Um, don't underestimate the power of telling someone how much you're thankful for them. So, Kim, I know there are other people that sit around your uh, boards of directors um, table. Would you care to share a few more of those stories with us? I would love to. Thank you. You know, I don't think anybody ever has enough words for their parents. And, and for your parents, I don't think there necessarily are words. Um, for my parents, it's just that they provided opportunities at every turn for me to explore the things that I was good at and get better at them. And if, you know, if there was a theme in my parents' approach to child rearing, that was it. Um, and they continue to be, uh, my mother, uh, my father has, my, my dad has died. Um, but my mother continues to be that kind of person in my life. My grandmother who didn't graduate from high school was one of the people who taught me to love reading and to love books. Um, and you know, I've had people from, such early ages, I had a coach, Ray Myers, when I was 10 years old, taught me how to high jump. And by the time I was 14, I was taller than Ray. I'm only 5'4". <laughs> um, and 5'4 is short for a high jumper. But Ray taught me that dynamite comes in small packages. And um, he and my dad did the early work with me that helped me build the mental toughness um, to compete as a Division One athlete. And that has served me for my entire life because um, life throws hard stuff at you and having developed that mental toughness um, really changes things. It makes a huge difference. Um, so many teachers in my life, one that stands out is Calvin Garbin, who um, was a graduate school mentor. He actually saw something in me when I was a junior who had spent as much time as I possibly could avoiding the required statistics course for the psychology major um, and turned me into a passionate lover of uh, research design and data analysis, and that has taken my career where it has gone. And Calvin remains a close friend, um, a mentor, and someone who I treat as a trusted advisor on a number of levels. Um, everything isn't people who develop you. Sometimes it's your friends. Um, my best friend, Kathy Farrell, we had um, our first babies together. And before that, we had our conversations as she was a second-year faculty member and I was 
like a seventh year graduate student saying, oh my gosh, how are we going to tell the people who supervise us that we're pregnant? (laughs) Um, And we have remained friends for over 20 years, and um, Kathy continues to be my dearest friend and one of my closest, closest advisors, and now she's the dean of the business college at the University of Nebraska, where she was just, you know, a first or second year um, faculty member when we met. And uh, I can't end that board of directors without talking about my husband, Rick, um, who we have known each other since we were in high school. And we've essentially grown up together, and we're going to be married for 28 years this year. And he's kept the promise that he made to me on our wedding day to grow with me and help me grow. Um, and he makes my life rich every single day. Um, and he's at my table. And everybody who's on that list, and I, I don't, we don't have time for me to name all of them, Everybody who's on that list is somebody who loves me and cares about me and has supported me and who tells me the truth and who I trust to give me direction um, that will be good for me and good for other people. And they get me at a level of values and at a level of who I really am. And uh, they only want the best for me. And, you know, that's what that life's board of directors is all about. When you think about um, what this exercise has meant to you, you all have um, you have been the ones that have uh, led this exercise. Larry, I know you certainly have. Uh, we've all participated in this. When we were preparing for this podcast and we were going through the exercise of thinking about who we might be able to share in this very limited time that we have, what was the extra? What was the experience like for you? So I, I think I might even take it further back. Uh, you know, Kim, when when we kind of were putting the finishing touches on the book, one of the things that we wrote were acknowledgments. And in that process, you know, I kind of went through my life's board of directors and thought about, well, you know, who are the people that I'm grateful to in my life? And who are the people who have positively impacted me and have helped me get to where I am today? And, you know, that process of preparing to do something like that or preparing to talk about what we're talking about today. It's just a profound, it's a profoundly humbling experience. Uh, At least it is for me because it takes you to this place where you realize that everything you do has someone else involved in it. Someone else helped you do that. Someone else helped you get there. Someone else helps you be who you are. And it's a gift to recognize who those people are and to have the opportunity to thank them for that. So I want to chime in here and uh, invite uh, Kim Shirk and Kyle to share some of their reflections on on, uh, people who have made a difference in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely want to be sharing that. We're coming up about two minutes, so I'm going to share just a real quick story um, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do. We'll invite our special guest in, and then Kyle and I can kind of share a few more stories. Sounds great. Uh, when I was in about third grade, there was a teacher, social studies teacher, Mrs. Coughlin, and I remember distinctly that she took such an interest in me that she invited me outside of the classroom to come and join her and her niece, who was going to visit her over the summer, to go to the zoo. 
And it seems like such a benign um, request to take a student from your class outside of this, that, um, you know, that school system and invite them. But it made such a profound impact on me because I thought she trusts me to be someone who wants to spend time and will um, help her niece to enjoy the visit that she was. And I, um, you know, it was really interesting to think about that as I was thinking about people uh, that we would want to share about today and that that she of all people popped into my mind because it was a snapshot, you know, that I recorded so long ago and probably hadn't brought up in many, many years. But it was um, interesting how quickly that came back as we were preparing for this. So we are going to take a quick break. Kyle, not to cut you off. We're going to get to you in That's just right. a little bit, but we're going to take a quick break. I do want to encourage you. Larry is so phenomenal at um, really sharing this exercise and walking people through it. I've rarely been, I've been through it maybe four or five times. I've not been through it without tears. Um, and even though my board doesn't always change a lot, what hits me is different. And so if you want your management team to go through an exercise like this, I highly encourage you to reach out to us at managetomakeadifference.com and have Larry come out and execute this experiment. You can check it out in the book. You can see what it's all about. It is a profoundly moving experience, just like Kim talks about. So um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Managing to Make a Difference. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person -person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back, and thanks so much for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference this afternoon. We've been talking about Chapter 79 in the book, Managing to Make a Difference, called Express Your Gratitude. This is the last of the chapters from that book just released last year, and I want to make sure you know you can order your copies today on managetomakeadifference.com for yourself or your entire management team. Our next guest needs no introduction to those of us who know her, but I thought I'd give you a glimpse into one of our senior analysts here at Talent Plus. She's a leadership consultant. Her name is Dr. Maribel Cruz, and her research interests and background include the psychophysiology of emotion, neuropsychology, post-traumatic stress disorder, and the psychology of creativity. She holds her doctorate in personality psychology and her master's degree in social psychology. We're really excited to have Maribel join us today. Um, Larry has had the opportunity to talk with her, and she's going to share a little bit about her gratitude as well. We are here with Dr. Maribel Cruz, who is joining us on our final episode to express gratitude to people who have made a difference in our lives. So Maribel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Larry. Who would you like to talk about? Um, There are a couple of people that I feel have made a significant investment in my life. Um, I would start with uh, my high school algebra teacher, Dr. Kenneth Tom. And uh, he was was a a fabulous teacher insofar as he really pushed me beyond my boundaries. Um, And I think that's a common theme in all of the people that um, have uh, played a significant role in my life, that um, they saw potential there that was unfulfilled and really exhorted me to to fill that space and to do more with it. Um, In college, uh, I had Jan Hyatt, who was my uh, dance professor and a wonderful role model in terms of what a professional academic woman could be and should be. Um, and how she balanced uh, her academic life and her marriage and family and her art and creativity. Um, I also had my uh, undergrad psychology professor, um, Dr. William Delamarter, um, who was the uh, consummate college professor down to smoking pipes with the suede patches on, on his uh, uh, on his blazer. Um, but Bill is one of the most... Um, astute, keen thinkers and would just write these uh, incredible notes in the margin that would really make me think at a a much more profound level. And where was this, by the way? This was Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania. It's a small private liberal arts college um, that uh, really believes in in the concept of a uh, well-rounded liberal arts education. So uh, that's, that's where I spent my time. And then later on in graduate school, um, Dr. Claude Steele, um, he basically kept me from dropping out my first year um, and was just very, very encouraging. Um, How did he do that? 
Um, by making me feel that I wasn't isolated, that I wasn't alone, um, that there were people behind me that had my back, um, that understood what it was like to be at a campus that could be isolating at times. And why, why, why does that, camp, how could, how, bleh, why is that <laughs> campus uh, isolating at times? Well, at the time it was, I went to uh, the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor and it was the very first year that the Michigan mandate had been um, instituted uh, for those who don't know. Um, and so what is the Michigan? The mandate? Michigan mandate at the time was uh, really a, a concept to uh, educate um, all students about racism, uh, institutional racism, um, cultural racism, and uh, just to, to create a climate of tolerance um, at the university. And my first year, my actually my first month on campus, uh, I had people say to me, literally say to me, the only reason you're here is because of affirmative action. And um, that was tough. It was, it was tough to feel like, wow, um, I have people who are questioning my ability and they don't even know me. They are just going on the basis of, of you know, my background. So that was that was harsh. And um, Dr. Steele Claude really kind of helped me feel like, hey, you belong here. You earned it. You uh, and let's keep you here. Um, I, I have your back. Um, and so that was that was really important to me. Um, Pat Gurren did the same thing, and uh, I had the lovely honor of being hooded by Pat um, when I uh, finished up my doctoral dissertation. And uh, I think it might have been the only time a uh, a doctoral candidate slash graduate got a big hug and kiss from the, from the <laughs> dean of the of the school. So that was that was really great. In today's climate, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> true that. True that. Um, and then uh, in my professional life, um, uh, I owe you a debt of gratitude, frankly, Larry, um, because uh, we talk a lot about having uh, leaders and bosses and supervisors who accept us as is. And one of the true elements of that is is unconditional positive regard. and. That's the thing that I've always felt I've gotten from you, that no matter what, um, there were no strings attached, um, that you liked me as a person, that you were going to advocate on my behalf, that um, you sincerely wanted me to have opportunities and, and have success. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would consider that worthy of a big debt of gratitude. And, and so, Well, I, I, I'm going to have to... Don't humbly, on that. Well, I, I'm going to have to humbly uh, uh, thank you for that, and and I uh, uh, the title of the book upon which this podcast is is based is managing to make a difference, and uh, Maribel Cruz is one of the most accomplished individuals I I interact with, and and. Uh, uh, so that uh, makes that affirmation even uh, even more meaningful uh, to me because uh, Maribel is not merely accomplished academically, but uh, she was a professional dancer. Just say a little bit about your your experiences in in the world of dance. Uh, yeah, so so I danced uh, in New York for a while, uh, trained uh, with 
the Eric Hawkins Company, uh, and then uh, danced in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor Dance Works uh, helped found a company here in Lincoln. So uh, danced with the Cunningham Studio in New York. So yeah, it's, it, it was a nice pedigree for a while. <laughs> who who in the world of dance made a difference for you? Oh my gosh, uh, Merce Cunningham. Oh my gosh. Well, tell, tell us what all a, about Merce Cunningham. Merce Cunningham, one of the kindest souls I've ever met in my life. And in a world where people tear you down and tell you that you're too fat or you're too redheaded or you're too whatever, um, Merce would celebrate your differences and your quirks and just truly a kind soul and I remember being in a studio once and he gave a, a, a floor exercise and I was struggling so badly and you know just kind of did this weird thing and he came over with this beatific smile and said that's not what I taught but I like that better <laughs> <laughs> and it was just this wonderful affirmation so Merce for sure um, and and I would also say that there are quite a few friends in my personal life that that have made a difference in terms of again being people who were able to shine a light on something um, and not always um, something positive but something that would help me grow um, you know, there's a reason there are growing pains, right? So <laughs> those, those are the people that, that can really make a difference in your life. Well, one of the things I, I want to highlight based on Maribel's uh, stories is the point, one of the, one of the most fundamental points that we make in this book, Managing to Make a Difference, and that is accepting people as they are not trying to change people, accepting them as they are. And ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, if you can go home tonight and quit asking your spouse to change, quit asking your friends to change, be the person who wants to focus on what's right about those people, be the person who accepts them as they are. If you do that, you will transform your relationships. And if you transform your relationships, you'll transform your life. So uh, Maribel, is there anyone else you'd like to express some gratitude to before we conclude this conversation? Well, the obvious, uh, my mom, my parents, my mom and dad, um, definitely, uh, I, I have a great memory of my dad. Uh, the first time I took a clock apart and my mom's flipping out, She's like, oh my gosh, she took the clock apart, you know. And my dad just calmly looked down and he said, yeah, but did you notice she did it like an engineer? She set up all the pieces in order so that she could put it back together again. And uh, he wasn't mad. He just thought it was awesome. So, and then and then my mom for being the consummate um, uh, Yenta mom, you know, <laughs> it's just like, you got to go to graduate school. You got to get an A. You got to, you know, but... Um, uh, again, always being in, in my corner and, and pushing hard for me to fulfill my, my potential. Well, terrific. And I hope that uh, maybe some of these people have passed on. Maybe most of them are still with us. But for the ones who are with us, I hope you get in touch with them so that they can uh, hear for themselves uh, what a difference they've made in your life. Yeah. So well, thank I you. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today.
Thank you. We hope you've really enjoyed this time with Maribel. Uh, we know from working in the building with her all the time that she is a person full of gratitude and always able and willing to express it. So we really thank her for her time today. We know that um, as we continue with this lesson on expressing your gratitude, this last chapter in the book, we hope you're thinking of opportunities where you can express gratitude to those around you as well. We know we all have these in our lives whether they're in our personal or professional life, and we hope you take the opportunity to really stop and maybe write a note, pick up the phone and call, or walk over to their desk or walk home tonight and really express that gratitude. So we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back with a few stories on expressing your gratitude with Managing to Make a Difference. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how join talent plus on site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you leadership toolbox focuses on individual engagement talent and fit team dynamics and growth and creating a strength-based culture this interactive seminar style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now reserve your spot today at talentplus.com when managers make a significant impact their teams are engaged motivated and excited they love what they do when those people work for you you get results results matter and people drive results at talent plus we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission vision and values our online assessments and person-to-person -person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference. We're so glad that you had the opportunity to join us today. We've been really reflecting on the last chapter of the book, Managing to Make a Difference, entitled Express Your Gratitude. And it's been really heartening, I know, for me and uh, Kyle and Kim and Larry all to sit and, and really reflect on people that um, we have a lot of gratitude for in our life and have the opportunity now to express that too. So Kyle, I know you have a couple of people that are kind of on your list. I'd love to hear your stories. I do. Thanks, Kim. I, I really appreciate it. You know, and, and I 
I would be hesitant not to mention uh, two people who sit on my list who are actually on the podcast today as well. And I don't want to turn this into a Larry and Kim love fest, but Larry Sternberg and Kim Turnage are both on my life's board of directors just because of you know their unconditional love for me and, and the types of coaching and development they've done for me. And I again, I don't want to go on and on here, but I had to mention that because it's important because, you know, Larry and Kim, you both are on my life's board of directors for uh, very, very important reasons and the type of impact you've had on, had on my life. But the, the one person who I was really thinking about was uh, my grandma, Hilda. So uh, just quick backstory on grandma. She was the first, uh, first of her uh, siblings to be born in the United States. They immigrated here from Germany. Her oldest sister, 11 siblings total, uh, was born in the old country, as she used to like to say. Uh, but she was the first one born in the States. Um, and, and she passed away several years ago, and I was honored to actually deliver her eulogy. And so I, I did some, uh, some research in, you know, the entomology of her name, and it goes back to sort of Brunhilde. And, you know, when you kind of translate it, it's battle woman. And so the, the entire eulogy sort of focused on grandma, who was, you know, not menacing or, or, or any sort of like, you know, battle woman. But in terms of her life, um, you know, she grew up in the Depression and she grew up very poor and, um, you know, 11 brothers and sisters um, and some of them died in the, the Great War. And, and and then, you know, her her oldest son um, died tragically early in life at 21. And um, so this is, you know, and then her husband was, um, you know, my, my grandfather had lots of injuries from World War II and that sort of thing in terms of life. So the way that she lived her life, never getting much more than ninth grade high school education, was focused much like the book on relationships. You know, she took in, um, you know, my my uncle, she took in their friends who, you know, may have needed a little bit of help and couldn't maybe, you know, handle living with their family or something. So she took in you know, strays, as we like to call them, you know, family, friends. And so we have this sort of extension of all these uncles and aunts that maybe weren't related to us, but were kind of, you know, always around. And and then she helped raise my brother and I as, as kids. And so... Uh, so the, the chance to talk about grandma um, and, and sort of eulogize her, the matriarch of the Bruce family and, and her focus on relationships and that that work ethic. I mean, you, you take all the things the way grandma grew up, you know, poor um, and not as educated as most, but she had stronger work ethic and she ran a family of six. Um, and she, you know, she never had a driver's license in her whole entire life, but she taught us about, you know, how important it was to read. And she always had a, you know, she bought a, a, a series of encyclopedias and, you know, I was always reading them. And, and so it was, it was always that great sort of core of being a great person, building relationships, working really hard, um, and never taking what you have in front of you for granted. And so I think those lessons from that battle woman, you know, grandma Hilda, um, was just really, really powerful. And I think to, to deliver her eulogy was one of the great honors of my life to be able to do that. So uh, I think about grandma when I think about my life's board of directors and somebody who had a just profound impact on my life. And I didn't get a, you know, I told her those sorts of things, but didn't truly do it maybe in this sort of way. But to be able to do that uh, in her eulogy was was a really powerful experience just to go through the the process of thinking about it and writing it and then de- and delivering it. To, you know, it was, it was powerful and, and reflective and, uh, and not easy 
to do either. But um, yeah, that's 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 Graham. I'll, I'll I'll turn it over to you, Kim, to talk about some of yours. I don't want to run out of time here. Oh, we're not going to run out of time. But um, God, what a powerful story! And it it kind of leads really nicely into the the story that came to mind for me. So when I was in middle school, and we moved around quite a bit growing up, and um, so when I was in middle school, early high school, I met a, a gentleman who led our FCA group. And so Fellowship of Christian Athletes, for those of you who don't know what that is. But um, it was just a group of um, basically kids that he would roll in from the middle school and the high school. And I remember at the time, it was a point where I was really challenging everything. I was challenging my teachers. I was challenging my parents. I was challenging, you know, what my faith looked like and things like that. And um, just to give you a picture, I'm uh, a relatively short um, young white Caucasian female, and this guy was twice my size, African American, huge arms. Like, <laughs> just I just want to get that picture in your mind because what I remember about Stan Parker, and he's still here in town, is he literally would wrap us into his arms, like groups of us, like massive groups of us. And so when I think about um, Stan and how he walked beside me with all of those questions, it's just. It's really powerful. Woo. I didn't know that was going to happen. But um, what, I, what I know about Stan is when I challenged him, he took it word for word. And he listened. And he didn't just listen, but he heard what I was saying. And um, so at every turn, he just really encouraged me. And, um, and that's, boy, now I'm um, displaying exactly why every time I go through this exercise. You bring me to tears, Larry. Um, yeah, it was. it's really, really powerful to think about the ways he kind of shaped who I was by allowing me to question and ask more questions. I'm a journalist by trade, and that's what I do. I ask a lot of questions. So, Kim, have you told Stan he's on your life board of directors yet? You know, I don't know if I've used that terminology because I don't know that I've seen him. I take that back. I saw him very briefly since I've done the life board of directors, but have I told him how much he means to me? Absolutely. I've written him cards um, uh, many times, and I would love an opportunity to be able to share that again with him. So maybe I'll go back and share the actual life board of directors terminology with him because I know he'd appreciate that. Do you have another story you want to share? Well, I, I, you know, I was just the one thing I was saying was my stepmom. You know, my stepmom, you know, uh, she didn't, she didn't have kids of her own. And when my dad proposed, you know, she opted to, you know, she had the choice to choose, you know, these two young crazy boys uh, to to join the family. She had that choice, and so I'm thankful she made the choice because certainly she's one of the most powerful women in my life and, and has left a profound impression. But to make that choice uh, to, to to join the family, uh, you know, not everybody gets to do that. She got to make that choice. So I, I, she sits on my board of directors for for that sort of. Uh, not just that, but for all the things that she's done in her life. But it's a powerful point when you actually sort of pinpoint the time uh, that she made that choice. Yeah. Um, I think it's exciting to hear when you have that communication, too, with that person. When you're able to communicate it to them and they're able to communicate back to you, that's um, that's something really powerful for certain. I think the last person on my board of directors, that not the last person on my board of directors, but the last person I, that came to my mind is a doctor. I was in a pretty bad electrical accident many years ago. And this doctor was there the night I came into the emergency room through five years of surgery and on and on. And um, Dr. Reese is a powerful person in my life. And just getting an email from him this week was just meant the world to me. But I don't want to take up all of our time. Larry, 
Um, you have executed this brilliantly for so many years. Um, final thoughts here as we wrap up this podcast. My final thoughts are this. If any of our listeners do anything as a result of any of these podcasts, I hope that if you have acted in no other way, that we have moved you to express your gratitude to the people who are on your life's board of directors. And I want to point out that uh, you do not know how much time you have left to express this gratitude. People are taken from us very unexpectedly, and uh, you, you, you want to... You want to communicate this to them. And I know for some people it's scary. This sort of an intimate disclosure is not something our society encourages, and it can be very uncomfortable, even though it's positive. I want people to know I understand that, and here's my advice. Do it anyway. Okay, it's going to be uncomfortable. The person has made this difference in your life. Let them know. Unless you tell them, they don't know. I promise you that. So please give these people this gift of your gratitude and you will be richly rewarded. Guys, we're all out of time. Thank you so much for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. Kim and Larry, thank you for writing the book. Kyle, thanks for being my partner all along this journey. Um, it's just been such a privilege to be with you. We hope you have a great day and manage to make a difference in everyone's lives every moment. Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.